And I think that's uh, that's a question here. Maybe what do you think maybe the most significant parameter while you work in designing uh, maybe new material or new functionality? How you figure out what could be the most significant parameter? Is it the morphology or something maybe electrical parameter or mechanical? How you figure out oh, what's the most significant right. parameter? Um, so. I, I... I, I'm still learning a lot, uh, and and you know a lot of um, uh, my you know a lot of what I've been learning uh, has been through my collaboration with uh, Chris Metajeski's uh, lab. So I mentioned before he's a uh, prof uh, world famous professor of, mm -hmm. of chemistry, and I think the 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 most highly cited. Um, uh, scientist in, in the field of uh, polymer chemistry, um, and and so he, you know, and just incredible, really extraordinary uh, person mm -hmm. to, to kind of talk to and, and learn from. Um, yeah. But through him, I mean, and, and you know, he, he's introduced um, a variety of different techniques for um, materials of polymerization, um, and, and has developed uh, techniques like ATRP, uh, atomic transfer radical polymerization, to have very tight control. Uh, on um, the engineering of, of polymers and, and mm. you know and introduce ways of uh, combining um, polymers with all sorts of uh, other materials um, you know nanoparticles and you know the liquid metal droplets you know, that my lab has also been doing research in um, and you know forming all you know sorts of different you know, dibloc copolymers tribloc copolymers um, and so with his techniques uh, he, he's you know really introduce kind of really extraordinary methods for um, um, tailoring uh, the, the properties and, and kind of morphology of these uh, of, of polymers. Um, and so that, that definitely, I think, is, is, you know, a very powerful tool uh, to, to kind of tailor and, you know, design uh, materials on demand. Um, and, and so that kind of represents one approach. And, and the other approach, of course, is to make these more heterogeneous structures where you're kind of, you know, blending, say, polymers with, with other types of you know, micro and, and, and nanoparticles. Um, and, um, uh, and, and, you know, that approach doesn't require, you know, quite the same degree of, of kind of control uh, on polymerization in some cases. Um, I mean, there, the, the function, you know, the uh, control on, on properties is, is more dictated by volume fractions and, and ways of kind of uh, synthesis techniques for kind of blending these different um, uh, disparate uh, materials. Um, and so there's kind of a variety of different uh, approaches there. And, and I wouldn't say that, you know, that there's like any kind of universal kind of prompts or, or kind of, uh, you know, rules of thumb uh, for, for engineering. It, it's very much case by case, uh, depending on uh, what, what approach you're taking. That's, uh, I think, very important as well. I think this question is related here. Do you think, um, as we are researching soft robotics field, fully understand the physics behind smart material? So you're expertise and dealing with many people in the field. Do you think we fully understand the physics of the material? I think we understand it enough. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think the barrier is is more cases where um, there's just a lot of stochasticity uh, in the system. Um, and so, you know, as an example, um, you know, we recently published a, a couple of um, uh, papers. This is work done by Tess Hellebreakers, who recently graduated from my lab on uh, magnetic microparticles embedded in a soft rubber. Um, and so as you deform the rubber, these particles, they move, and uh, that changes the internal magnetic field mm -hmm. uh, within, the, within the material. And so you can use that to uh, kind of infer or detect uh, surface contacts and, and deformation. So this is kind of one of you know, many examples out there of, of systems in soft robotics uh, where the coupling, in this case, between 
mechanical deformation and magnetic field is largely driven by a stochastic uh, type of process. And it's stochastic because these particles have, you know, randomly distributed, um, they're magnetized and the magnetic pole is, is kind of randomly oriented. Um, um, and then, you know, some of the poles are kind of pointing, you know, in the plane of the material, some are kind of pointing out um, through the thickness. Um, and so there's really no way uh, that we can establish a deterministic model to, to predict how you know pressing in any one area is going to cause a you know change in magnetic field that we can measure in a magnetometer yeah. say elsewhere uh, in the material um uh, and so for that we have to use uh, data-driven techniques uh, yeah. and so i would say that kind of you know that dealing with that stochasticity i think it you know represents kind of the biggest challenge with with modeling these materials in some cases um and um but you know when it comes to the underlying physics i think for the most part um, you know, I, I think there's a pretty good understanding of, of how a lot of these materials and, and soft robotics work. Uh, and, and as a result, I, I think there's been a lot of really nice kind of demonstrations and, and, and you know, of, of models that can accurately predict uh, mm -hmm. the behaviors of these materials. Yeah. And then when I'm talking about these magnetic skins and the stochasticity, that just re represents kind of one, one like kind of class yeah. of materials where we, you know, aren't as successful with, with using these uh, deterministic models. Mm -hmm.